For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. In college, I was taking a philosophy class, and my prof was trying to teach us about uh, worldviews. And so we started talking about a chair, and he had this chair up next to him, and he began to talk about how, that, how, how do we know that this is a chair, and how do we know what it's for, and, and if I was to call it a couch, would that make it a couch, or would it still be a chair, and, and what if it was flying through the air, I threw it through a window, would it still be a chair, or would it be something else? And, and he kept trying to push at, at this idea of how do we know what anything is, and how do we come to our, our understanding of the world, and I got so frustrated because it was so over my head and I was not ready for it uh, in my first year of college that I actually stood up in the middle of class and I yelled out, it's just a chair, move on. Um, when, I, when I was graduating, uh, the professor and I had a, a good laugh about that class. Um, but he was really trying to teach us that none of us sees the world simply as it is. Uh, none of us simply look at whether it's a person, an object, an idea, a, tr- a truth, whatever it is, and see it holistically just as it is. That each of us sees through uh, uh, what we call uh, lenses, like glasses. Uh, that is our, our background, our upbringing, our experiences, our victories, our failures, uh, traumas and joys in our life, our families, our languages, our cultures, and, and th- our, our own personalities. That everything we look at, we look through uh, these lenses and, and it sort of skews and distorts and changes the way that we view it. And each of us has our own set of lenses, our own worldview. And, and it's, it, it's this realization um, that, that, that when I'm looking at a truth, whether it's Jesus or if I'm looking at a chair or if it's about tastes and personal preferences, uh, I have this worldview that is my personal experience and background and culture and all these things that, 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 that maybe distort and, and, and twist the way that I see things and makes it different than the way that you see things. Um, Jesus, I think, uh, wants to challenge the, the sort of our cultural worldview, maybe the, the lenses that, that, that the world wants to give us and, and challenge us to put on uh, his lenses and see things through the, the truth of, of the gospel, to have a Christian worldview. So we're going to pick up again uh, the text here in Matthew, Matthew 6, starting in 19. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Um, There are other places in Scripture, and so we can't take things out of context and make an entire theology on on one verse. Uh, There are other Scriptures that talk about uh, how how men are supposed to provide for their relatives. Uh, They commend good work and provision for the future, uh, encouraging and enjoying the things the Creator has given to us. Um, What Jesus is talking about here specifically is about selfishness and and misplaced values, uh, and, and that we as disciples shouldn't be laying up treasures for ourselves. Um, But it's, again, this honest assessment of where our hearts are. So, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Verse 20, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. Jesus is calling on each of us to have an eternal perspective. Again, as we look at our stuff, as we look at our our savings accounts, as we look at our houses and our dreams for the future, um, he's asking us to put on lenses that sees them through eternity in that perspective. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Um, You can actually tell a lot about the way that a person views 
the meaning of life and the way that they use their time and their money. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? That verse used to really confuse me. Um, But I think it comes back here. What Jesus is talking about is the way that we view the world, this worldview. And if we view the world through a darkened lens, that, you know, if we see the world, our eyes see it through this distorted, cracked, worldly lens, then the way that we view things is going to be cracked and and, and twisted and, and deceived. And so Jesus is asking us to have light in our eyes, meaning to put on his worldview, to see the world through the truth of the gospel, the truth of the Bible, the truth that God has given us. And so he's saying, listen, and if, if you don't have a Christian worldview, if you're not looking at, these, at, at, at the world from the perspective of the truth in the Bible, then, then things are going to be dark and things are going to be darkened. You're not going to have a proper understanding of, of where we are living and what things are about. Uh, no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Uh, so he's again setting up this 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 challenge for us of, of what is life to be about? What are we living for? What is the purpose of life? Is it about our stuff, about our money, or is it about God? Again, the, the perspective, this kingdom, uh, Christian worldview perspective of what are we living for? What rules me? Um, because uh, the reality is that we serve something, whether we serve God, we serve our own uh, emotions, our own uh, greed, or we serve someone else. Uh, in the words of Bob Dylan, you got to serve someone. Verse 25, Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life and what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body. What you put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Um, Look at the birds of the air, that I neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to a span of life? So Jesus has talked about how we view the world and having this uh, sort of a kingdom worldview. And now he's talking about being anxious for our daily bread, our, the daily provisions uh, for our futures, for our lives. And there was a, a British study. Not only uh, does anxiety not add to our lives, uh, and I'm preaching to myself here as well too, and the anxiety of, of sort of the everyday questions um, but there's a British study in 2004 where 68,000 people over the age of 35 were polled. Um, and what they found was that people with mild distress, so mild amounts of anxiety in their life, were about um, 29% more likely to die of heart disease or stroke. So mild distress, 29% more disease and stroke. People with moderate levels of distress, they found were about 43% more likely to die of any cause. Uh, and that's over, um, I forget how many years. I think it was over a 10-year period, actually. Over a 10-year period, people with moderate levels of distress were 43% more likely to die of any cause. And then people with high levels of distress were 94% more likely to die during the study than people with no distress. Um, our anxiety is actually killing us. Um, the stress that we that we put on ourselves is, is I mean, it's, it's actually unbelievable um, what it does to our lives. 
And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient is the day for its own trouble." Again, Jesus here, again, calls, just like he did in the Beatitudes, calls us, instead of being anxious for these things, hunger and thirst instead for righteousness. Hunger and thirst for righteousness. And if we do, then God will provide for our needs. Um, And so what is this Christian worldview? What does it mean to have this kingdom lens which we see uh, the truth around us or the truth claims around us and, and, and our sexuality and our money and our time and our family and our retirements and, and all of these things? Oh, I think that the core building blocks of a Christian worldview is number one, that, that we are created. This idea of we are part of a creation and that God created it good. And that's why Genesis 1 is so important. Genesis 1 to 3 of of who we are and and what we're to be about and what we were made for. That we were created to know God and to walk with Him relationally. That's who we are. And, but that we, as humans, that we, we have broken this good creation. We've separated ourselves and we've broken that which we were made for and why we live in so much dissatisfaction and discontentment is because the way that things were made, it's, it's, it's broken. And we live in this sin and everything is twisted and distorted because of this curse. Um, but, but in Jesus, we have the hero of the, the, the whole story of history who brings us redemption, who brings us back to God, who covers over our sin, washes it clean, that we have this hope and that we, are, we currently have a present task of, of mission, that we have a purpose here and now and that, that you have gifts and, and talents and God is calling you to, to engage in this, this grand scheme of kingdom work, of, of saving people from darkness. And, and then we have the hope of eternity that someday death is not the end. And, uh, and this, this is the, the, the overarching big picture worldview. And if we look at the, our money and our sexuality and our time and, and our emotions and, and, and all of these things through these lenses, even uh, as it says here in the text in Matthew, if we look at uh, worrying about our, 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 our bank accounts today and, and what we're going to eat tomorrow. And uh, God says, listen, if, don't you understand this God who loves you so much that he would send Jesus to die for you? Don't you think, don't you think he's going to cover you? Don't you know that your father loves you? And as, as we have that proper perspective, that proper worldview, as we look at the stresses and the anxieties in life, we can have peace because we can trust that our father loves us. If he would send his son to die for us, how much more is he going to love us and provide for us here? And so developing a Christian worldview in the way that we view these things in our lives, even if it's an illness, knowing that that we have the hope that the death is not the end and there is eternity and someday God will bring healing and there's a new heaven and a new earth brings brings us peace in the midst of even that anxiety. And so... It's kind of developing these questions of what what is your purpose? What are you living for? What hope do you have in the midst of uncertainty, especially right now with COVID? What what is our hope? We could live in so much fear and anxiety if we believe that if our worldview is simply that we are accidents of biology floating alone through the, the vastness of space, 
yeah, we have lots of concern for anxiety. If today is all there is, that changes the way that we view everything, if those are the lenses we're wearing. And so what is, what is your hope in the midst of uncertainty? Do you, do you understand? Do you know God? Do you see Him through this lens of Father? Father who loves us, who cares for us, and who walks with us. Um, it's a, a big challenge. It's a big opportunity that we develop a Christian worldview, the way that we see the truth around us. Uh, it'll bring us peace. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you uh, for this great truth. Thank you that you, uh, you reach down and you want to love and provide and help us uh, to take off these broken and cracked lenses we receive from the culture of how we are to view all of these things and instead put on your truth so that we see the reality with, with your truth, God, and that it would bring us, pray that it would bring us peace. Peace instead of anxiety and fear. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Once again, we love you. We're with you, we're for you. Uh, let us know if there's anything we can do to help this week. See you soon.